morning. Good morning. Can you name that movie? Pursuit of Happiness. That's right. That's right. Very good. Very good. Well, if you didn't see that movie, that movie is a story about a man named Chris Gardner that's played by Will Smith. And the story goes that he's a struggling salesman just trying to make ends meet. And things get so difficult that um, he ends up losing his job. He's not selling these machines enough of them, not making it. And he ends up having to lose his um, San Francisco apartment with his five-year-old son. Now, he also, in the, in the meantime, loses his wife. His wife leaves them, so they end up alone. And he finds them, they find themselves homeless, and they find, he finds himself a single dad. Well, all this time, then, he's in pursuit of a, a better life, a better life for he and his son. And so he studies really hard to work for the stock brokerage. And I can't remember, probably in San Francisco, I guess, right? <laughs> so he finally studies so hard, and this is where it picks up where you saw it. And that moment that you saw was his suddenly. This time was different for him. He was so used to being rejected. He was so used to having people turn away from him, have, not having opening the doors for him. But this time, this time, it was different. So today, as you can expect, we're talking about the suddenlies. You know, sudden, this is, sorry, this is so far, I feel like I'm going to fall off the end. All right. <laughs> suddenly, when she fell off the end, no. <laughs> suddenly, the quickly and unexpected. Quickly and unexpectedly. Okay, quickly and unexpectedly, like this past week when I was getting ready to come to work, and I was ready to walk out the door, ready to leave, until I um, stabbed myself in the nose and gave myself a bloody nose. So then, I'm, so then I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get ready to get my shoes on, right? Doing this, right? So then I, I go out to my car to start my car so that I can drive to work, and my car's dead. The battery isn't starting. And so now I need to jump my car quickly and unexpectedly with the bloody nose, and I'm trying to put the, in the, you know, get the hood all to, yeah, okay. You get the picture. <laughs> quickly. And unexpectedly, like the news that Pastor John got just 13 days ago when Pastor Ken Williamson passed away, his best friend, which, by the way, his funeral will be shown live tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning on Facebook, London Riverside Church, live. You can watch that tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning, quickly and unexpectedly. Quickly and unexpectedly, like Saul on the road to Damascus, right? As it says in Acts chapter 9 and verse 3, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light, oh, everybody say suddenly. Very good, thank you so much. A light from heaven flashed around him, he fell to the ground, and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And you know the rest of the story because it goes on to talk about Saul and how that was his transformation, right? He goes from being being the biggest um, prosecutor, just like killing Christians, right, to being the biggest promoter of Christ, right? He went all around everywhere telling everybody about the Lord. So how about quickly and unexpectedly, like right now, when I'm going to ask you to repeat the confession that you guys are so used to me doing when I first come out, right? You're here with me, right? All right, everybody say it. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Not a doubter. Not a 
strong in faith, giving glory to God. One more time, but that was really good. All right. I'm a believer, not a doubter, strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. That is so good. You guys get stronger every time. Amen. All right, let's pray. God, I thank you so much. Thank you for being here with us in this place, God. Thank you for inhabiting the praises of your people. God, thank you for indwelling our hearts and our minds today, God. I thank you for readying them and preparing them, Lord, that we're ready to hear all that you have for us, God. So I thank you that you would allow me to be your mouthpiece today, God, your vessel. I thank you that every word released out my mouth, Lord, will go deep into the hearts of the people here, God. And those watching online this morning, God, I thank you that we'll be changed today for the better. We're going to be prepared for the suddenlies, God, because you ready us and you comfort us and you're here to protect us. So I pray blessing over each and every one. I thank you for calming our hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 All right, so let's look at a couple of stories from the word that involved some more suddenlies. Is that okay with you? Okay. So we're going to go to Luke in chapter 2 and verse 8. It's not Christmas, but we're just going to talk about it for just a moment. I've had Christmas on the mind, you know, so it's kind of sort of naturally drifted there. All right. Now there were, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Everybody say afraid. That sounds like a suddenly to me. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly, Suddenly. there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Now, do you suppose the shepherds were just surprised just a little bit? I think so. It says they were greatly afraid, right? Another translation says they were terrified. Have you ever been terrified? Okay, that's very, 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 very scared. Okay? But how about the wise men? The wise men now, they've been studying and waiting for years for these prophecies to come to pass, right? So they were perhaps a little bit more ready. I mean, they weren't called wise men for nothing, right? (laughs) All right, Acts 2, verse 1. I know you can, like, recite this. I'll just, like, point to you. You can just say it out loud. When the day of Pentecost came... They were all together in one place. And then suddenly, everybody say suddenly. A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Quickly and unexpectedly. Now, the story goes on to say that they were perplexed and utterly amazed. That does sound like a suddenly, right? But some people thought it was so so crazy. More people gathered around and they started saying, 
Yeah, I think these guys, I think they're drunk. Right? So Peter stands up and Peter's like, guys, no, they're not drunk. It's only nine in the morning. Right? They're not drunk as you suppose. So he goes on to recite what the prophet Joel spoke many, many, many years ago. In verse 17, saying, in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. One more story. Is that okay? Not getting bored yet, are you? Okay, good. Matthew 28, verse 1. I know you guys are like flipping there so fast. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him, listen to this, that they shook and became like dead men. Have you ever been so afraid that you shook and were like a dead man? Okay, seriously. That is a serious suddenly, and that is a serious being terrified, right? The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Have you ever been afraid but still filled with joy? Right? Walking into something, maybe you don't know what it's going to look like. You're afraid, but you're full of joy, filled with excitement. They ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them again, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. He said it twice, like in one chapter. Do not be afraid. So I tell you what, God is so awesome. He's so amazing. Because as I was preparing this exact part of this message just a few days ago, I had a very good friend of mine that sent me a text. I'm in the middle of typing things and she sends me a text. And this is what it read. I think we even put it up there. I feel something eternally, like a change is coming, like a shift. It's weird. I've been distracted. Not a bad feeling, just like a move is coming. So I responded with this. So good. The Holy Spirit is readying you for something. Stay alert, not afraid. Just alert. And you will be ready for whatever it is. I just finished writing the next point, which was, who will be ready? See, we very first started talking about the arrival of Jesus, right? His birth. And then we began to talk about Jesus at the tomb. He had just been crucified. Three days later, rose again, right? And they found him there. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. But who will be ready when he returns? 
Because he is returning. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15, 52 says, In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. That's really fast. At the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 16 is very like 1 Corinthians 15, 52. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Amen. Now you know that Hebrews 9.27 goes on to say, It is appointed for every man once to die, and then to face what? Judgment. Once to die, and then to face judgment. See, because suddenly, everybody say suddenly, one day, we are going to be standing before a holy and a righteous God. What are you going to say to him? Are you going to be so excited and over, just filled with such joy that you run to him and you wrap your arms around him as he welcomes you home? Or are you going to have to stand before him and explain to him why you didn't need him? Lord, I... Um, I didn't know. When my sister was telling me, when my friends came to the office and shared, I got nothing. I got nothing. So I suppose you're thinking two things right now. You're either thinking about that day when you meet Jesus face to face, or am I ready for that? Am I ready for that? So, don't you think it's important that we should be ready For the suddenlies, right? They're quick and they're unexpected. So we know they're coming. When the day of the Lord comes, it's going to come quick. Amen? It's going to come quick. But there are things that we can do to be prepared for the suddenlies. Things happen in our life sometimes that we don't expect. But we can rely, hallelujah, on the promises of God. And we can say, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I didn't expect that phone call. I didn't expect to hear that today. But my God is good. And he's going to bring me through. I don't know how. I can't see what. It's not in my pocketbook. It's not on the doctor's charts. I don't know. But it's going to happen. Let's be prepared for the suddenlies. I'm going to give you five things that are going to help you out, help me out, that we can be prepared for those suddenlies. Number one. Be tuned in. Be tuned in through reading his word, through prayer and worship. You know, God speaks. And he doesn't always speak when we expect it. Like in the shower, in the bathroom, when he just says all this stuff and I don't have anything to write down at that moment. But he speaks again so I can write it down. Amen? Yes. Be tuned in to His voice. Not yours. Not others. Not the enemies. 
but his. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Remember this. The, the spirit, the spirit, always lifts, lifts. The enemy, the enemy, always drifts. Right? You may even be receiving discipline from the Lord, but you still leave better than when you came. It's calling you up to a place. It is lifting you up. The enemy does nothing but cause you confusion, put you to the side, cause you to hang your head, all those things, right? Speaking of staying tuned in, you might get a little giggle out of this, but so many of you know, sometimes I'll get called away like on a Sunday morning to do something, right? Could be somebody needs something, so whatever, right? So I'll get called out of the service and I'll go out there. So so what I need to do to keep tuned in is a lot of times I'll go back to some of our podcasts. I'll listen to the old sermons that we've had just, you know, a few weeks before. Well, one particular Sunday that I had to leave a bit, little bit early was Pastor Michael's sermon during the Alter Ego series, right? That he talked about not being offended, right? Okay, so I've got my, my earphones on and I'm mowing the lawn, okay? Well, thank you, Pastor Michael, because I'm bawling now on the mower, okay? I'm crying. The grass is spitting up out the side, landing in my eyes. And now we got major trauma problems, right? Sometimes we have to go back to things we listened to or heard before. We need to remember, bring it to our remembrance, right? Wasn't it so, so good? He's talking about, I, what part of what made me just crying, crying was his story all throughout it where he talks about the man that wrote that awful email or Facebook message or something to him, right? Then he ends up blessing him and he pays for something of his and, and ends up, this gentleman uh, listens to one of his messages and was touched by it, changed by it. So good, right? Go back to the things that you heard. Be tuned in, whatever it takes, in your word. Back on your podcast while you're mowing. Just please wear goggles. It's, it, you'll be really glad. Be vigilant. Vigilant is keeping careful watch of potential danger or difficulties. We have to respond to the storms of life when we least expect them. You guys remember when the disciples were found sleeping, right? When Jesus asked them to do what? To watch and pray. He asked them to watch and pray. And each time he returned, he found them sleeping. They weren't being vigilant. They weren't watching. They weren't ready. Just last week, in a span of 24 hours, I had three different people call me whose lives had been just thrown upside down. Things that had happened, right? Thank goodness that they reached out. I'm so thankful that they reached out. How many of you know sometimes it takes courage to reach out to people? We don't want to admit what's going on. We don't want to say, oh, this has happened or this happened, right? But thank goodness they reached out. Because we were able to encourage one another. We were able to say, get up, keep going, don't give up. This is the enemy's work that he's trying to destroy and tear apart and ruin things for you. But guess what? He doesn't win. You do. God does. Right? And because God gets the victory, we are in him, and so we have the victory. Amen. So good. Number three. Be prepared. 
We have all been given gifts and talents. Everybody say gifts and talents. Are you using them? You all have them. That thing that you really love to do and you're really passionate about, guess what that is? It's a gift. It's a talent. It wasn't just because you were so great that you came up with this on your own. God's the creator. He created that in you so you could do it for his glory in the world and bless other people. When you think about work tomorrow morning, I just said that. I just saw faces like, some of them were like, ugh. (laughs) But some of them were like, yeah. What do you think? Are you excited or are you dreading it? Because you shouldn't be dreading it. Use your gifts. Use your talents. It'll bring you joy. Let's be prepared so that we're not caught off guard with the suddenlies. Number four, take notice. Look around you and see people with needs. We have been anointed for good works, right? Not so that we can be a showboat, but so that we can be a lifeboat. Or as Sarah Lowe would say, a rescue dinghy. I hope you're here, Sarah. <laughs> if you ever, you got to hear her say the word dinghy. It's great. We are to be a lifeboat. And let me just say that needs don't always show up nine to five. I can actually tell you, I'm quite certain that I've never called Roto-Rooter to my house one time Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. It has always been on the weekend to pay the extra cost and usually right before a birthday party. (laughs) Needs don't always come 9 to 5. Or when you're back from vacation. Or when you're well-rested and refreshed. Right? I can assure you that when I leave here today, I'm probably going to be a little tired. But I can also assure you that if Jesus calls, that I will rely on him to give me the strength and grace I need to answer that. Take notice. See the needs around you. Number five. Lastly, be expectant. Do you realize that expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles? Because you're expecting God to do all and more that he can. And he can do it all. All and more than we could ever think or imagine. This is the attitude we want to have when we come into the presence of God. Expecting. You know, there was a story that Brother Kenneth Hagin shared um, that we were listening to not too long ago, and me and my husband. And the story goes on to say that Brother Hagin was holding, like, these healing services, right? And they were like a three-day type thing, right? They would come in each evening and have these healing services. Well, this one woman, she would keep coming to the healing service. And she, he saw her the first night, and he prayed for her, right? And she went on her way, and she came back the next night, and she came up again, 
And he prayed for her. And then the next night came and she came up again. And finally this time he stops her and he says, Woman, what are you here for? And she said, Well, Brother Hagen, I just hope that Jesus will heal me. And he looked at her and he said, I'm sorry, but if you're just come here hoping, you're not going to be getting. But he said, if you came here believing and uh, receiving, you're going to get your healing. So it took a little bit of time to digest. But a wonderful thing about Brother Hagin is he always teaches the word before he calls the people to come to be healed. That's important. Build your faith so that you can be expectant to receive. Amen? Guess what happens the next night? She comes up, but this time it's different. She comes up a believing and a receiving. And that woman got her healing. Amen. She received it and she was healed. Amen. Amen. So Acts 16 and verse 25. Ooh, we all love this story. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. There was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Paul and Silas were free. See, some of you need some doors to fly open. Some of you need your circumstances in life that feel like prison to change, to come loose. See, some of you might be caught in this place where you feel like you can't get out because you've never received Jesus into your heart. You don't have that freedom. You are caught. But the good news is that today you can say yes. Today you can say yes. And let me share this story. And I don't mean the story to scare you. But I do mean to share the story to show you the seriousness of it. So just this last Wednesday, um, Jason and I were wrapping up a class. We were wrapping up a class we were teaching on parenting. And Andy Stanley was sharing a story about his great-grandfather. Okay, Andy Stanley's great-grandfather was a pastor. All right, and they had gathered together on a Sunday morning, and they were having service. And in that service was a couple of gentlemen that were in the back, and they were talking like real, real loud, right? Just really being very irritating and, you know, ruining the quietness for everybody else, right? They were disturbing things. And so from the pulpit, he's had to address them a couple of times saying, you know, I'm going to need you to quiet down. I'm going to need you to quiet down. And that happened a few times until finally he said, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to ask the deacons to ask you to leave, right? So they escort these two gentlemen out. Well, the story goes on to say that at the end of his message, at the end of the service, the deacons come back up to Pastor Stanley and they say, "Uh, Sir, uh, those gentlemen that you kicked out earlier, they're like out out the front and they each have a kitchen butcher knife in their hand and they're waiting for you outside. Do Do you want us to call the police? And he said, no. 
He said, I, what I want you to do is, I, he said, I want you to focus on getting everybody out of here safely, and I'll take care of it. They said, are you sure? Like, are you, are you going to be all right? And he said, yep, I'm going to be all right. So the deacons get everybody out, and they get everybody out safely. So just remains Pastor Stanley. He grabs his Bible. He goes up to the altar, and he says, he kneels down at the altar, and he says, Lord, it's you that called me into ministry. It's you that I preach about every Sunday morning and tell all these people that they don't have to be afraid and that they can trust in you no matter what. So today I'm going to tell you and count on you because I trust in you and I'm going to believe you no matter what. He turns around. He walks out in front of the church. He looks directly into the eyes of the gentleman that came with the butcher knives. Sees them right in the eye. Then continues to walk right through the middle of them. They didn't move. Like Daniel in the lion's den, right? Just, they didn't move. God protected him. God kept him safe. The story goes on that later in that afternoon, as Pastor Stanley was having lunch, he heard sirens in the city. It was a very small town. And what had happened, these, I did tell you that the gentlemen were drunk, right? Did you know that? I might not have told you that. They were. That's why they were really kind of loud and carousing, making the trouble. So they were drunk, and as a result of them being drunk, they got in a car, and they end up crashing their car, and they ran into a transformer. If you've ever seen the transformer get smashed, it kind of blows up, and the people in the town could hear the people, those men, screaming in the car as they died. There will come a moment... When we stand before a holy and a righteous God. Will we be ready? Or will we have to stand before him and tell him why we didn't need him? Our moment will come. Each and every one of us has an appointment. It's appointed under man once to die. And then to face judgment. If that's you this morning, I just want you to place your hand on your heart. Say, God... I don't want to die like that. I want to be ready. I'm asking you to forgive me today. Forgive me for the things that I've done. I believe in you. I believe you can change me. And from this day on, I want to walk out from here and be changed and to know you. So I receive you into my heart this moment. And I thank you that I will be able to walk with confidence into heaven, wrap my arms around you, knowing that I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. So who else is ready for some change? Are you ready for some change? This is going to be exciting, okay? And I know, like, you're going to look at me like, why does this woman always bring props and she always makes us do stuff? Stand up on your feet, please. And here's what we're going to do. It's really going to be fun, I promise. I want you all to face the back. Turn around and face the back of the sanctuary. Now stay there for just a second, just a moment. I want you to think about all the things that are going on in your life right now. Your job, your home life, your health 
your finances, your children, other relationships that you have in your life, things you're struggling with. You thinking about those? Okay. Now maybe things are super, super great. And that thought just makes you so excited right now. Because God has even greater. And you are just thinking, I can't even imagine what I'm going to walk through next. And that is awesome. Because that is many of you in this place. God is calling you to new things. He's calling you to new places. And he says, do not be afraid. So now I want you to put your hand up in front of you as if... You are going to walk through a door. Like one of those push doors, right? Not a knob. If you want a knob, you can have a knob. Hold it out in front of you. Because what we're going to do is when I count to three, and then I say go, one, two, three, and then it's going to be go, right? You're going to push through that door, and you're going to walk through into your suddenly into your new things. Now for some of you, you need things to change. You need some more freedom. You need breakthrough. Maybe you're like the clip earlier with Chris Gardner and you need a suddenly for the good. Your bank account's empty. Your friends have left. You feel alone. Your health isn't so great. But it's about to change. It's about to shift. We're going to move. We're going to move that door. And what I want you to picture when you do turn around is you walking through the most bright, beautiful door. Opportunity, change, difference. But I want you to do it with an expectant heart. One that is ready to receive what God truly wants to give you. Are you ready? Is your hand on your door? One. Two. Three. Go. Turn around. Face here. Come through the door. Amen. Sometimes we have to move. Sorry. Sometimes we have to move in the natural to get us feeling the supernatural, don't we? And did you feel something change? Did you feel something shift? Let me tell you this. Sometimes when we have that kind of breakthrough, when we have that kind of expectancy, and we are ready to walk out the door to change the world, right? Our cape is on. We have this this other sense that sometimes makes us feel like. I need to do something for the Lord. What can I do for you, Lord? What can I do? What, what else can I do? I want to stay in this place of freedom. I, want, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose this place. Right? And I've asked the worship team to come, and they're going to sing this song that is beautiful. It's not a new song, but it's a song that begins just like that. It begins saying, Lord, what can I, what can I do for you? What can I sing for you? I'll dance for you, Lord. Anything you say, anything. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose this. And then it transforms into this moment when she just stops and says, Lord, you're, you're amazing. You're awesome. But then it goes on to say, the Lord says, 
to stay. Be with me. Don't leave my presence. You want to be prepared for the suddenlies? Stay in his presence. Stay. Don't let those things bother you that are heavy on your shoulders. He's already lifted them. He's already provided the way out. So I just want you to listen. We put the lyrics up on the screen for you so you can really take it in. And after the song is over, I'll come back up and I'll pray and we'll close it up. But don't miss this. Don't walk away. Just listen.
put out your hands this morning. God, I just thank you that you are so very pleased if we just come into your presence and simply be and stay with you. God, I thank you that you can prepare us for the suddenlies. You delight in sharing with us and helping us. God, so I thank you for when those moments come, that you speak to us gently, Lord, and you help us. You remind us of your promises. You remind us that you're with us, that we don't have to do, do, do for you, Lord, but you are just here. Thank you, God. We delight in you, Jesus. So I thank you for my brothers and sisters this morning, God. I pray that you would continue to build them up, to strengthen them, God, as they go out with that Superman cape on today, God. They aren't going to leave this moment in their hearts. So, God, I thank you that as they walked through that door today, something changes, changed, and it shifted. So I thank you for making things better. I thank you for blessing them in their homes. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.